Hello and welcome to Season 2020, Episode 21 of the Pacino Report, the podcast that gets past the hype and talks about what's really going on in the MotoGP paddock. Well, whoever said that racing at the same track two weeks in a row is boring has well and truly been proven wrong. Just when we thought we may have seen the back of crazy, unpredictable drama, we have another red flag, burning Yamahas, and satellite teams walking all over their big factory brothers. Andrew, how's that annual lawn bowl subscription working out for you, my dear? <laughs> uh, stuff the lawn bowls. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Do you know what? I was so impressed, and I feel like I jinxed Maverick because I texted the group and went, oh, my God, yep. no one's fallen off yet. <laughs> and and what Mav- was my response? Will- yeah. <laughs> he was like, no, <laughs> next minute. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> crazy. So oh. I, I will never. I'm sorry. I'll never say that again. Oh, um, fantastic! I'm excited for a couple of weeks break because I feel like my heart and head needs a rest. But I'm also <laughs> just like, come on, bring it on. What's next? What's going to happen? Because <laughs> it's so unpredictable. And it we've is. had some pre-recording chats that it's got me crazy excited. And I think the listeners are going to be a bit excited. We got some doozies coming out tonight. They are. Speaking of doozies, it's over to El Jefe himself, <laughs> Mr. GP, Mr. Pacino hello, GP. Hello, hello. Good evening there in Australia. Oh, yes. Look, we have spoken uh, between us that we should keep uh, this podcast within the 40 minutes. But mm-hmm. how can we? Nope. How can we? <laughs> with, with all these things happening, how can we? We have to do then three po- different podcasts. So, Let's go full gas on it because if not, the your son who edits this uh, stool yeah. will have a hard time. <laughs> we'll have a hard a time. <laughs> oh, amazing! All right, so let's kick off. First of all, straight away, Marquez. Let's talk about Marquez. Boss, oh yes, look, uh, it's it's. I think the most important news was about somebody who has not been in Austria in the last two weeks. So it's exactly. incredible, no? Mm-hmm. Because. Um, uh, after some weeks of complete uh, informative darkness, mm-hmm. finally somebody had decided that to communicate is better than to be silent. Because mm-hmm. remember, after the first operation, it was transmitted almost uh, Facebook Live every minute uh, uh, about Marquez. No, we oh, saw him. Crazy. Mm-hmm. He was doing push-ups. Saw... Yeah, no, no, was... no, hang yeah. on. Before the push-ups, we saw him getting out of the surgery room. We That's saw right. him arriving on a private plane in Jerez. Mm. We saw him with the push-ups. We saw him in the gym. We, we just didn't see him didn't opening see windows. windows. <laughs> 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 and we didn't see him doing this and other things, private things. But the rest, it was like a live constant mm-hmm. live yeah. showing and yep. after what happened suddenly nothing. lockdown yeah. no videos on social media no this nothing no official no news about how he he was uh, his um, stuff was uh, evoluting so and what is this look when you when you apply this policy what you create is a rumorology Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Yep. suddenly all types of rumors come out yep. about his real uh, um, how his arm really is how yeah. th- then they came out that the doctors were the ones who who were guilty of what happens and so on and i tell you something rumors that came out from his own circle and even mm-hmm. from the team not official statements but they started to spread rumors 
Do you think is that initially like initially I figured all those things that were going on was a bit of a psych out for the other writers going oh no he's coming back. That's what it seemed like. But I can't I, I, work I, out I, this latest. I, I I don't think so. Well, probably yes. Probably the idiot of Alberto Puch did it with this reason. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. but. But look, for example, the, the matter about the doctors. For me, it was sounding so unfair because I tell you, the very close hardcore of Marcus was spreading the doctors. It was a doctor's mistake and this and this. Mm. And as the doctors by his, how do you say, they can't speak about their their uh, people. Exactly. No? It's, all, it's all private. They, they can't talk about that. So they don't have an avenue to come back and respond. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like the lawyers do and so on. And meanwhile... There was no official statement, but they were thrown into the mud. Mm. So Marcus came the other day out and, well, they explained finally that he will need uh, between two and three months of recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he says something that I think was pretty fair and that has uh, put Marcus for me one step higher in okay. my, mm-hmm. in my how do you say, respect for him. Because he mm-hmm. said, okay, yes. It was a makeover from the doctors and an error from the doctors. It was so. It wasn't him writing and doing silly. No, things he said. That have been Look, the, do- the doctors did a mistake by two things. Probably by implanting what they implanted, mm-hmm. and then he said very clear, "I didn't do anything but what the doctors tell me that I could do." Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he put the blame on he put the, the the blame on that. But then he said, "I still." trust them and I'm still working with them because I have been treated by them so many times and mm. everything went trust them with your life went, went okay he said we all do one mistake yeah yeah I heard that mm-hmm. statement he was saying Dr. Mir especially he trusts yeah he, still he said trusts Dr. exactly Mir, yeah. who doesn't uh, has a mistake in his uh, CV you know so he because I know that his environment and also some of his sponsors, they pushed strongly for him to leave Dr. Mir and go to other doctors. But in this, uh, he has been very loyal, let's say. Okay, mm-hmm. and this for me is a very plus for Marcus. Okay. Yeah. Then to do it uh, quickly, 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 two three months. He said also, I will try to return before the end of the season to try myself. Mm-hmm. to test myself and i would say that uh, our readers our readers no our listeners sorry should write down aragon grand prix as a possible return uh, okay okay yep. we will have two grand prix in aragon if uh, mm-hmm. i think in october i think that's that this is the date they are thinking about right so who did his second surgery dr mir yes the same dr mir yes okay. they, they put yep. a, a smaller plate and this and this and that but Marquez was correct, was uh, explained some things, but as far as I know, he wasn't totally... He didn't lie because he didn't say it. Mm. <laughs> this is the, you know, but this he wasn't... This journalist coming Yeah, out. yeah, he, yeah. but he, he didn't explain everything what happened. Look, I can say that the problem of Marquez is not his um, humerus, right? He, the humerus bone. Humerus, not his... Uh, how do you say Shoulder. It? No, not his shoulder. <laughs> the humerus bone in your arm. The the bone he broke in his arm. It's yep. not the shoulder that he he went through a surgery in winter. Mm-hmm. The problem is on his wrist. Really? Yes. How can he has a problem, a severe problem on his wrist? Yeah. Well, uh, 
we can speculate and I think we are not far from the reality is it has something to do with motocross probably ah. and not with opening a window yeah what's the window thing about what was that yeah. about that was a distraction I think because the official version was that he his plate uh, broke by stress by opening a window oh yeah. but he just rode a big motorbike I think it was the window. I yeah. think there is there is no comment worth about that. Okay, so wow. this is the reality of of Marquez, and then obviously the headline is Marquez is out. MotoGP looks for a new king, and this yes. is and this takes us to the crazy season that he, we are assisting. Oh. Yeah, it brings us to point two: five races, four winners. When was the last time we saw that? This is crazy. I've never seen it before. <laughs> you can honestly say, Andrew, in your entire MotoGP say. history, you've never seen it before. But even I, like, of the conversations we've had, the tracks that suit the bikes, the strong riders, I was expecting same track, same winner. Yeah. Yeah. No, but look, uh, I think uh, we didn't see anything like this either, uh, Stu, because no, I probably it never no. happened. Uh, at least... Uh, it never happened that a South African won the Grand Prix, and it never happened that a Portuguese rider won the Grand Prix, which has been the case in the last three weeks. So we are in a completely weird situation, and there are so many things to talk about this. Look, for example, we have seen, or we are watching, we are, uh, yes, how the two brands that normally have, con normally no, that have ruled the championship since completely. 49 when it started mm -hmm. are now in the back of the package you know yep. yamaha and honda has mm -hmm. been over completely overrun like a tsunami by two brands that were supposed to be just something that were on the, the grid they were KTM, boutique brands that's what yeah, they were and, yeah and this shows how close MotoGP is because with the lightest doubt or the lightest problem this mm -hmm. Yamaha and Honda have been overrun, you know, so it's yeah. incredible. So yep. it's something amazing that shows how close and how tight everything is without King Mark. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah I was I was looking at the um, at the qualifying results and, and some of the practice results over the weekend. And the guys I heard the commentators on Sky Sports talking about how close it was and how wonderful it was. And I thought to myself, these these numbers, these results, they're not really uh, well. Besides the KTM's being up there, obviously and Suzuki doing well. But when you look at the di the split difference between a lot of these riders, there's not that much difference from what we've seen in years gone by. Exactly as I said, Manuel, the difference is the person on number one isn't a second and a half ahead, and then mm -hmm. everybody else is fighting for second and third spot. This is fighting for that top spot on the podium, and there's nobody has really put their hand up and gone. I'm the best. This is my season. No one else is going to win. Well, no, uh, Stu, the problem is that many things that is their season. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, true. It's, it's like now or never. And then yep. they go out on the track like without like saying, wow, this is the opportunity. Yep. And, they, and I think that's why we are seeing so many crazy things. Indeed. Andrew. Well, like just that the last, it wasn't even a minute, was it? The finish of that race. Mm -hmm. Where um, oh, those, that, just it, the last lap was amazing. Was it? And I, I don't know if I'm Jack reading this Paul. correctly, but but Jack sort of took the corner differently, knowing that Paul was right behind him, 
Yep. No, yep. was it Paul? Yeah, Paul Roger. And then um, Michael Olive. Michael Olive. <laughs> yeah, good old just Michael bloody, Olive. Oh, my God. Like, we just about <laughs> stood up jumping and screaming, like, so was, excited that it was just like, how, how did that even happen? Where did it come from? It was. Yeah, because oh, Jack so went. so good. Yeah, Jack defended the corner to try because he knew mm-hmm. that Paul was going to try and get him there. So Jack defended the corner, knew Paul was going to come through. So yep. he he came in wide so then he could come chop in to push yep. Paul back out wide again. But in doing that, the in two the of meantime, them lost a yeah. lot of speed. And yeah, mm-hmm. so in the meantime, meep, meep. here comes the roadrunner. And, and <laughs> yeah. then like I, I was expecting Paul... Um, Adam and I were talking. My husband and I were talking about this, like because we've been going, we've been carrying on a bit about Pole being a bit of a silk and whatever. But uh, when that happened, we were like, "Oh my God, wait for this! He's going to be grumpy as all hell." And he was actually, he behaved really well. I was quite impressed, and and he went up a little bit for me in Same. respect for him because he was really happy for the others. Same. And he and did you say I didn't see he went to go to the shed because he thought that he was getting pushed. Yeah. Yeah, he, th- um, he thought he was getting pushed, but yeah, the comment he made about Mia was was yes. really nice. He, he didn't have to say anything, but he said straight away, "This is, this is <laughs> sorry, Mia's weekend." Sorry, sorry, Mia I, the I, I, I can't, I can't resist <laughs> that much sugar anymore. Look, go on. Was it Look. not genuine? Genuine? No. You know, you know a guy called Judas. <laughs> So yeah, I went to school. I went to okay, school. Okay, let's Maybe let's try. It's they are more or less at the same level, you know. Okay, a okay, guy, right, a guy, okay. two thousand years ago, I go a guy called Judas. Look, yep, stabbed his mate in the back. Yeah. Okay. I do one question, and please answer me. Do you think that Mister Paul Espargaro would have said the same if he had won the race? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> So it would have been all about him and the team. He he would have seen. He would have uh, stood on the top of the podium and said, "I don't deserve it. It's it's uh, it's it's Mir. Come on, come on." And he did this because the one who had won was uh, Oliveira. The one who said he lacked. He had an issue. He had an (laughs) issue with Oliveira, and Mm -hmm. Oliveira. Well, at the end, look, please, you are grown up. Don't yeah. don't get into this blah blah blah. Yeah. There's nothing to do. Point and he taken. was he was so pissed off. Look, he had there has been probably no one in the history of Grand Prix that had had so many chances to win a race. Mm-hmm. Yep. Paul had one in Bernou. He threw it away because he was the fastest rider. Two races in Austrian Grand Prix. Two. Two racers in Styria Grand Prix. And what happened? Two of his teammates won. And he that <laughs> he has said he has said to Oliveira with this uh, Oliveira should uh, understand that he is riding the bike that I developed. That's right, he did too, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Riding my bike is what he said. Hang on, yeah. look my natural uh, laugh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So the two guys who won on his bike, yeah. maybe maybe yeah. this means that you aren't that good, that you are not able to win with mm. your bike. I just realized what this does mean. You know who's going to win next week? Ecolecona. <laughs> Making Paul the only factory KTM rider. So look, look, this is uh, basically what I think about the situation. About Jack at the end of the race, it's funny because what I saw is a MotoGP rider doing 
motocross maneuver, you know, motocross yeah. oh, yeah. move. Mm -hmm. yep. That was so, well, really motocross, because, yep. uh, Andra, you should have a look at the same race last year. Mm -hmm. When Dovizioso and Marquez Don't arrived at the same point, what did okay. Dovi do? What did Dovi do? He he braked earlier, let Mark go long, and then went inside. Yep. Okay. Instead of this, Paul tried to be the big Spanish macho, you know, mm -hmm. to be on the outside, try to yeah. outbreak from the outside Miller. Where yep. do you go? So. I know, look, and telling this from outside is very easy. You have to be there in the middle of the battle and yeah. the heat of the fight. But Dovizioso, who has an experience, was able to think. Mm -hmm. uh, Paul was probably overheated or he didn't watch the previous races from the previous year. <laughs> what didn't he do his should homework. have done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So this is the critical point of view and then right. then How we are here then? then we are massacring we are massacring paul i tell you something more <laughs> why not come Hang on, on bring it on no 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 but you will understand and look it looks like that i know everything but at the end go back to the second last uh, lap of the race mm -hmm. when paul goes through the start finish line you see the guy with the board right there is the board you call mm -hmm. it yep, on yep, the yep. wall it says 0, 0.0 yes and the mm -hmm. guy is like telling him accelerate as if he hasn't given his match in the last 20 <laughs> laps you know <laughs> yeah. idiot he really yeah. idiot <laughs> the reality if you go to the speed to the uh, sheets where you see the lap times every mm. when he crosses that line he had 0 0.3 advantage over my over miller 0 right. 0.3 what a rider needs a MotoGP rider needs with that experience needs accurate needs, information exactly ah. Stu, information is power Exactly. If he so knew what he had he, point, a gap of 0.3, then he could have managed it as opposed to panicking, thinking he's 0.0. .0 he's right. No, his and bum. I tell you more. Like Look, he, he starts, he sees 0.0. .0. If you go to the last lap, he starts closing doors, doing defensive lines in yep. corner number three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Where yeah, he loses, time. by doing this, he loses the, the advantage. Yeah. You know, if he knew he could start to be defensive, further on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah you understand so at the end at the end look i am not smarter than anybody but i have eyes and i have experience and i look at the things but mm -hmm. you know by 0 0.3 is a lot it's yeah. a lot it's very so different from 0, 0.0 and you know oh, why yeah. why these things happens i tell you something more look normally look in a MotoGP race the things that happen from the half of the field back is completely different what happens in the from the half to the front the dynamic of the things that happen are very different you know yeah. because yeah. the riders aren't as good as the one who are in the front mm. so when you make the jump from the second group to the first group you have to understand the dynamic of what's going on in the front that is different so different and this is exactly what happened with ktm the lack of experience of knowing that the board 
is absolutely vital information. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was going to ask yeah. you. Is is it a, a result of the inexperience of KTM? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I, as I have seen this, I imagine somebody in the garage have seen this, and this yeah. won't happen again. If they're listening How? to the Piscina report, then yeah, they will. Doing, <laughs> if they're doing... If they're doing 300 kilometers an hour, how quickly do they have to get that on the board to stick it out so it's accurate enough for when they go past? It's the team. The team has to realize how to do this. You know, it's it's down to the team. They can do yeah. this before when they are in T4, they start mm -hmm. to do. They have also, they have people on the track, you know, mm -hmm. and they are connected. Yeah. This is not the problem of the rider. The team has to solve this. And yeah. sure. look, the difference of not doing it is to lose the race. So they have, mm. is it important or not? So they have to do it. They have mm -hmm. to find a way to do it. Exactly. Do they only yeah. hold the boards out for the first few riders? No, everyone no, has everyone. his board. Everyone. Everyone's it's got it's the only okay. information they have. Mm. Yep, yep. All right. Wow. So we have killed Paul Espargaro already. <laughs> we have. We stuck We've our fingers in his eyes, Put him. didn't we? Put him. Do we? Do we want to talk some more about KTM or do we, do we want to talk about Michael Olive a little bit or um, have, oh, have yeah, we, let, have let, we, let, we right. had enough KTM? <laughs> no, we have to because we have to talk about KTM because they have been the big stars of the mm -hmm. last two Grand Prix. Okay? Mm. They have shown uh, that they have done an incredible and unexpected step forward. Okay, I had the chance to talk with uh, Danny Pedrosa and he mm -hmm. was very sincere to me. He said... Look, we know that we will be very competitive on some tracks and we won't be that good on other tracks and we know on which tracks we are going to be. This said, now you have to read between the lines and this means exactly what? This means we will be extreme competitive at the places where we have tested. Yes. <laughs> before the Grand Prix. And this was Bernau, this was uh, Austria, and attention, attention, our listeners, at this very moment, now, exactly at this moment, Pedrosa is riding in Misano. Really? So KTM is preparing the race, the two races in Misano. So they will be there again. Then probably in Aragon they won't, and so on, but... KTM, you know, they are so excited and mm. obviously uh, it's understandable that they are testing today while the others probably are on the beach. KTM, mm -hmm. yeah. the Austrians <laughs> are testing in Misano. Nice. Oh my wow, God. Good on them. Go Ica. Do you think even if they don't get a um, uh, a, a rider championship, they're, they're, they're looking for a, a, a constructor championship this year? Look... Um, Dear listeners, point, point, dos puntos, point, point. If you want to know what is KTM aiming, have a read on PesinoGP.com because ah. I, I, I did an interview with uh, Mike Leitner, who is the manager of the KTM MotoGP team. And basically he said, once you win, your goal is higher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So okay. that's said uh, when a, when an Austrian or German says this, you have to start to tremble. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, Poland! Here we come. 
<laughs> oh, oh wow wonderful so that's that's re- that is really interesting okay so yeah listeners get yourselves over to Pacino gp as soon as possible to to read more of um of manuel's interview with uh, mm-hmm. mike liner excellent very good and, um, another, and sorry sorry i have to say yeah this. yeah i can't i can't <laughs> resist i wrote another story that i have uh, to translate in english but it will be there in a few hours talking about uh, the headline is more or less there is a giant inside KTM, and this giant is about one meter sixty high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this giant is their test rider, Dani Pedrosa, right? Mm-hmm. And as a journalist, <laughs> is that I, 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 went, I went through the files, you know? Yep. And I saw, uh, how do you say, um, declaration, uh, words of the president of HRC mm-hmm. a couple of years ago saying to, to Pedrosa, listen, we, you are too small. We don't think you can do the job as a test rider for, for Mark Marquez and Jorge Lorenz. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's brilliant. <laughs> yep. So I think that the new king of MotoGP is Danny Pedrosa. Well, oh, somehow yes. The scenes. Yep. But but it's uh, it's amazing. You know, if you have nothing interesting to say, it's always better to keep your mouth closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So he's he's like the puppet master behind the uh, behind the scenes, pulling the strings. Imagine what he has because he's very. How do you say discreet? You know, discreet. Mm-hmm. You say in English, so yep. no, yep. no word about this. He doesn't need. Mm. Here I am to to to, to tell the story. Yeah, and I think you said last week, Manuel, that he's he's feeling like he's winning these races, even though he's not the one on there. Like it's so good to hear he's getting that um, payback, I suppose, oh, or yeah. that reward yeah. and acknowledgement mm. that yeah he's part of it. Uh, can you imagine what's behind his smile? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so Definitely. good. Bloody yeah. brilliant. Indeed. So the next point we wanted to um, have a quick chat about is um, crazy Spanish people who have an urge to jump off motorcycles at 220 kilometers an hour. <laughs> what are you putting in the water over there, Manuel? What's going on? But did you see that he he jumps off the bike at 220 and then stands up like... Hey, yeah. I just arrived here. Hey, what he happened? He himself off as if he's yeah, going to go catch a bus. <laughs> he talks. <laughs> so, I, we, like, any oh, of us would be destroyed if we st- mm-hmm. stand up yeah. and it would be destroyed yeah. for a month. So, for him, yep. it was just, whoop, Meh. what happened? What happened? Must here? be Sunday. But I was trying to go through my head. I'm like, right, he obviously, and I know the, we've spoken about this, how quick and how lucid the riders have to be, but mm. he would have gone, oh, shit, I've got no brakes. I need to get off. There's people behind me, like all those things to, yep. like I can't oh, even. He, and he did it perfectly. And and, and Andra, my my mom is watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Better oh. phone her as soon as I've gotten off. Blood, like, and it was just the perfect dismount for the situation. Yeah. No, but, and, and the the fact no, obviously they think at the same speed they are traveling, you know, and yep. mm. and after the race, it was like. Uh, Maverick, you fall off the bike at 220. Said, "What do you want me to do? To stay on the bike?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. exactly. 
So, so what, the, what happened with the what, the brakes? Just look, this is this creates another polemic, right? Because it looks like that the things on the track are so interesting that they have to look for polemics outside. Look, the the story with Maverick basically we all know that he his uh, brakes failed, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the same way, all other Yamaha had uh, brakes problems. All we, saw, oh, we saw, saw when they were coming back into into the pit with Quattararo and Rossi. Yeah, he went up and went, how's your brakes? Reached over and went, hey, how are your brakes? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. They are talking about, and probably it's true, that Maverick choose, chose, mm -hmm. chose, chose yep. a small caliper because it was better for his handling and his turning and so on. Mm -hmm. Maybe. But all had problems. And mm -hmm. it has not, it's not a coincidence, and at least th this is how I see it, that the one who crashed who completely ran off was the one who was in front of all the Yamahas, mm. who was riding more heated up. I was going to yeah. say hotter. Yeah, yep. hotter. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yep. More hotter. You know, uh, it's not casual. You have to look at the things, you know, uh -huh. because you you can just watch or try to understand what's happening. So Maverick mm. ran out uh, his uh, uh, ran out of brakes, and he was the one who was pushing more. The other one did man manage their brake problems. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay. Another point that came out and that is something to be discussed about is if Ma what Alex Rings complained after the race. Mm. He said, hang on, if Maverick had problems since the beginning with the brakes, why didn't he get into the garage? Because yeah. he was putting in danger himself and... Mm -hmm the rest of all us. the guys around him that's right yeah. yeah alex marquez after the race his quotes were quite funny he said look i was so scared because i was riding behind maverick and mm -hmm. at a certain moment he braked very early and i almost ran in in uh, in him the other okay. one he so it was like <gasps> scary right because mm -hmm. we, i didn't yeah. never know especially I after didn't, last weekend that's yeah. <laughs> it, i didn't know what he was going to what's going to happen in the next corner mm -hmm. so this is another point of discussion hang on maverick you put in danger all your colleagues mm -hmm. apart from himself okay because he was the one yeah. who jumped <laughs> off the bike <laughs> yeah, in yeah. 2020 yeah. you know yeah. so it's a point to be discussed and, yeah, pro and I, I am sure this will be discussed in the safety um, in the Everything's, riders meeting yeah, in the next yeah, grand prix for sure is there is there any truth in the rumors of of yamaha turning their engines down after the valve problems they've been having because they're getting less and less competitive and especially just mm -hmm. between the two weeks like we say the the race last weekend versus the race before at the same track same bike even less competitive it's it's like they've turned them down 500 rpm or something oh yes this is another story we have to i could speak about this three quarters of an hour easy but <laughs> let's go let's go quickly look yes okay. yamaha as we know have problems with their engine and these problems mm -hmm. are caused by a uh, problem in on the valves system yeah. okay and mm -hmm. yeah. um, at the previous grand prix in the austrian grand prix yamaha went to the motorcycle uh, manufacturer association Yes. To ask them the permission to open that engines and change the pieces that were uh, 
were wrong. You know, they yeah. say mm -hmm. that a certain supplier had uh, mistaken in the way they built these valves. Mm -hmm. In that committee, Honda was very, very, very harsh against Yamaha. Mm -hmm. Honda basically mm -hmm. say, said no. Yep. Suzuki was gentle. Ducati was just looking at the at the rule, you know, up. Yeah. <laughs> Ducati were off in the corner just making a coffee. And yeah, just yeah, having yeah, yeah. An espresso, an espresso. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Macchiato, espresso, cappuccino, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wow. then what happened? Uh, just one, ah, so they, they, they imposed them a certain uh, conditions, like, well, to, to show us what was wrong and this and this and that. So Yamaha won seven days, six days later, they announced that they were taking back their, um, how do you say, their, their request. Their request, exactly. Mm -hmm. yep. Their request, yeah. saying two things, that they could not provide the proofs that the other manufacturer wanted, but in their words, because the engineers in Japan had discovered how to over how overgo or to turn overcome overcome the problems yeah. they had with the valves yeah turn the engine down 500 rpm uh, or <laughs> they, they they spoke about the pressure the, the pressure of the of the valve system you know well whatever the problem the reality is that the yamaha have not been slower than they are now ever oh, yeah, that's yeah, the exactly. problem you know mm -hmm. so they, they have a real problem and by the so way do you think that's it that's it for the year for Yamaha, you think? Because they can't recover from this overnight, can they? And they're not going to no. get that top speed back overnight. So. Well, I don't know if if it's true what the Yamaha officially says about their engineers, which, why should they lie? I always say the same. Why should they lie? They can fix the story. But look at this. Remember that the bike of Maverick just hit the wall and start to burn. If mm -hmm. his engine has been, uh, how do you say, um, got a problem or has some issue mm -hmm. he has lost another problem then he will have a problem yeah <laughs> because well, so that's another they've lost that bike and they lost yeah the but the, the bike is okay but the, the engine normally uh shouldn't have had a problem shouldn't no. mm. we don't know how much it has affected the engine the other bike it's like a puzzle the other bike they, yeah. they can that's, that's a paperweight no maybe they can <laughs> with the pieces of Sarko's bike or, and his, maybe they can do a mini bike together, no? Hey! Yeah, <laughs> Melt it do. down and create <laughs> a new one. <laughs> yep. Okay, move, moving on. Uh, the next point, Suzuki and Honda. Yeah, let's, let's talk about Suzuki first. Oh, Suzuki and Honda, day and night. We start with the day or with the night? Oh, let's start with the night. Let's start with the Honda. Come on. Yeah, okay, the, the Honda look. <laughs> uh, dear listeners, Two points. <laughs> yeah. Period, period. Period, period. Dear listeners, don't buy a Honda. No. <laughs> no. No. Well, no, no, absolutely not. The street Honda is the bike to, to be bought. Yeah. But, yeah. dear listeners, a period, period. Go to the championship standing and have a look. At the end. <laughs> at, the, at the bottom. Yeah. There are two riders that have zero points. Stu, are you looking at? I'm I'm just bringing up the uh, the world stand the world standings now. It's there not are, pretty. There are two riders at the very bottom with zero points. Obviously, one is Mark Marquez, 
Mm-hmm. And the Bradle. other one? <laughs> Two. <laughs> Stefan Bradle. Who rides Mark Marquez's bike? So yeah. Uh. <laughs> 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 well, I think uh, Honda has a small problem with mm. with his uh, how do you say uh, reference rider out of the game. So Honda yeah. is very complicated. They had a kind of a sunshine during the weekend with Nakagami, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How that good was, was doing very yeah, well and. Ed Vinales, <laughs> I think he did it on purpose. Vinales took away probably the first podium of of uh, Nakagami because with yeah. Vinales' crash, the red flag came out and mm-hmm. the the race was neutralized. So yep. in the second race, Nakagami had no chance. So it was yeah. probably the most frustrating moment for Nakagami and for Honda that could have mm-hmm. shown something. But now Honda really... It's amazing in the situation they are. It's absolutely amazing. It is. Can I say quickly, like watching, I feel like there's been a change in Alex Marquez though, like without Mark being there. I feel like he's, I don't know if it's because I'm paying more attention to him because he's not being overshadowed by his brother, but he seems a little bit more switched on and a bit more confident. I don't know. I thought like I was had my husband explain to me how he's been brought in onto this big bike. So he's, he's got challenges Regardless. He's just going about his business. It, Look it at seems. Manuel's face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just Edra, remember, I'm, I'm here to Let's bring the other side. Sw- switch off your mother mode <laughs> when you talk about riders. Switch <laughs> off your mother. Poor I him, sweetheart. It. Sweetheart, Alex. Switch <laughs> off. It's not here, here now. <laughs> Oh, I, no, really. I, oh, oh, fantastic. No, 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 no. Look, Alex <laughs> is just okay. doing his job and obviously he yep. would prefer his brother be alongside to teach him some things, which really? I think he did. He does on the phone every time. But when mm-hmm. Marcus appeared on that interview before the race, one of the things he said, oh, yes, my brother is progressing, but it's time for him to step forward. So Mark was mm. merciless with his brother. Okay, Andra. Good. Is he not riding better? Is he not? Of course, he's riding better. Mark. He's learning. Imagine yep. he has. Uh, mm. He rides much better than in Jerez, prob- probably. So but I'm not incorrect in what I said. No, no, no. Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Um, uh, 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 then, what would you say about Iker Lequona, who has finished in top ten in the last races? Well, he's clearly improved because he's finished two races in a row now. Mm-hmm. And in top 10. In top 10, yes. that's right. Yeah. So, oh, my God, yes. Yes. So Improvers. it's not only Marcus who is suffering. Yep. Totally <laughs> right. yeah. Okay. Suzuki. Okay. Let's, let's Suzuki, talk about wow. Let's, let's Suzuki. move on. <laughs> Suzuki. Suzuki. Fantastic. Suzuki. Fantastic. When, when did he fry that extra tire? Was that during one of the practice sessions he chose to fit no, an extra no, set No, no. I think... Tires, uh, I think uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, Stu. Correct me if I am. I think he went out to the race with the same tire he did in the first race. He did. That's right. But yeah, what what I'm saying is everybody else changed their tire because they had a new tire. But I thought Simon Crafar was saying that he didn't have any new front tires left. What, what did so we he speak? Must have used it during one of the practice ah, sessions. What did we speak about KTM and the board? Inexperience. Inexperience. Yeah. Inexperience. Mm-hmm. So I ca- I think we can use this also for the Suzuki team, right? It's a learning Af- experience. After what happened uh, the weekend, the previous weekend, 
-hmm. when so many riders run off tires in the second race yeah mm -hmm. shouldn't they have okay it's something that happens very rarely but it happens and in this case it happened uh twice in a row so they should mm. have had a spare ride, a spare tire in the garage exactly lack of experience but a part of this look uh, mir was by far and it's not because paul espargaro said it sorry <laughs> <laughs> the best <Yeah>. rider <laughs> the best rider on that weekend he had 100%. the first race was his he yep. was i think he had an advantage of two seconds when uh, he like stopped that, the yeah. race yeah and uh, he was very strong the suzuki is an incredible bike and mm. this takes us that was not on the, on the script to another do another question marks too mm -hmm. is it fair that when they interrupt the ra race they start from zero or should they apply the advantage they total had time. total yep. time if Mir yep. in, on the second race would start with these two seconds, he would have won that complete Grand Prix. Yeah. You understand? Is it uh -huh. fair? Is it fair? And another thing, another thing. How fair is it that when they interrupt the race, they go into the garage and, and change the bikers? Why don't mm, put them... Leave it as is. Should yes, be closed. Put, same put same as with F1. Everything should be closed. Exactly. New tires? No, you can't have new tires. You it have changes you were, the whole You were going to do play. 25 laps on those tires? You can exactly. do 25 laps on those and tires. And I tell you something yep. more. It's We are not uh, talking about something imaginar imaginarius, no? Something that we just yeah. imagine. You just watch uh, the BSB, the British Superbike. When there is exactly. an issue, that comes the pace car comes out. When the issue is that big that they have to get in leave the track they are all in an area where they are stay there with the Closed bikes off. as yep. they are and then they go out so yep. we have a place where it works mm -hmm. you understand the problem is and this is i think my opinion but i think i heard it at the time is that dorna at the point thought that for uh, the the people who follow the races is very complicated to understand <laughs> where is everyone in the second race so the one who is leading may be not the winner so then they realize they decided okay we make it simple but uh, it's simple but probably not fair exactly yeah yeah definitely i i agree i agree and and i agree with you when you say that mir was was easily the the best rider on that weekend that him and that bike were incredible i, I sent a message out to some of the people I was um i was contacting during the race and at one point i'd said mia is perfection right now and yes. he was he was and, he was perfection Stu, you see his how he was riding his riding style there was no oh, it, it was the anti-riding style of jack miller you know yes, everything yep. no movement everything smooth jack smooth. is like riding on a motocross track ah, here that yep. slides bam, wheelies mm -hmm. he yep. was like pss, pss, pss. <laughs> Jack in a turn three every time. Yeah. Just, no. just backing it in. That was, it was good to watch. Beautiful. Okay. In the interest of time, the last point, Ducati, you've got something you want to tell us about Ducati. I well, believe, uh, before, before exploding the balloon, <laughs> before exploding the balloon, <laughs> <laughs> let's have a quick look about Ducati. Ducati, it, uh, look, everyone is talking about Dobby, Dobby, Dobby. It's right. Dobby with his 
calm with his experience with not getting uh, poisoned by all this excitement that go mm -hmm. goes around him he's second in the championship three points mm -hmm. behind the leader yeah okay who isn't going to do much better this this no, season yeah, by the looks of so. it uh, yeah. we don't know but now he is he, he, dovi is doing what he always has does he takes out the maximum with the less effort this is something that probably should you know the maximum with the less effort should be written in the back of his letters that's Dobby how he has raced all his life all his yeah. life so there's no bigger letters yeah. <laughs> but okay Dobby is there but we have to give a lot of credit to Jack Miller you know oh completely mm -hmm. Jack, a su successful weekend look, for him at third no no but not only this Jack is the only rider who wo who who has been on the po on the both podiums yep. of the two Grand Prix held in mm -hmm. Austria? The only Actually, one. He's probably the most. He's the most consistent rider this season. And <laughs> take, saying this from Jack is, is is strange. But at the same time, remember and have a look. He was the only rider who was at the front in the two races held on Sunday. Yeah. In both, yeah. the only one. Mm. Yeah. Okay. He's got that hole shot device working really, really well. Both starts, Jack got a fantastic start. That was that was really good. Yeah, and he, you know, because uh, Jack is a, a character that doesn't let you, or you like him, or you mm -hmm. dislike him. You know, it's never yeah. neutral. Yeah. And there are people who say, eh, now you see, yes, Jack has done this step forward, yeah. which it looks like. Others say, yeah, but he's still the crazy rider. And da, 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 da. So, but the truth and the reality are the results. And Jack is showing what Ducati expects mm. of him. He's showing the maturity to step up to the, the factory team next year, yeah. But it's also true that it has happened in a Ducati track, 100% Ducati track. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it yeah. will be very interesting. It will be like an exam for Jack to see what is capable to perform in the two races in Misano. There, we mm -hmm. can see if Jack is what he is showing. You understand? Yep. 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 Okay. Definitely. Now, 55 minutes. Okay, time to explode the, the balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Break the internet, Manuel. Everybody <laughs> needs to fast forward to this bit. No, look, yesterday night, I got the message that um, points very seriously that Jorge Lorenzo is returning to the to Ducati, which is the, this point. What? Uh, which <laughs> I'm not going to, to reveal the source that a journalist never can, but I explain you the situation. You know that all riders have an assistant, right? The one who carries the helmet, who takes the leathers to the... We call them... the pretty girls or they're different people? No, no, girls, no. <laughs> it's a brolly girl. Yeah, there's not... What happened to all the pretty girls? I start watching and they're all gone. Oh, well, well, they, they, knew, they knew you were coming. That's what it was. I don't know. Maybe they... they... <laughs> no, I say that. <laughs> they banned okay. Yeah. Okay, no. Uh, there, there is, they all have an assistant who is normally the person of trust, okay? The one, yeah. mm -hmm. Papi, the, yeah, the, who takes the helmet, who this and this and this and that. So Lorenzo had one who he dismissed, obviously, at the end of last year, mm -hmm. telling mm -hmm. him that he should look for another job. And this guy is now the assistant of Nakagami. Okay, hmm. yeah. And it looks like he got a phone call <gasps> from his ex-boss, 
right. asking him Ooh. if he would return with him to Ducati next year. <gasps> wow. Dun, dun, dun. That is huge. So, what, test rider or actual full factory rider? No, no, we no, talking? no, test rider. He doesn't need an assistant yeah. to be a test rider. No, test, exactly. Test right. rider don't have assistance. It's for the full factory rider. But this is what I got, okay? So, how do you wow. say? It's not... Uh, it's not, it's not confirmed exactly it's not but it's uh, in spanish we say indicio it's something that shows that something is happening you know yeah yeah that reveals so what, it's an what indication would that mean, yep. what would that mean for the roll-on for the other teams then yeah what yeah, would that for, mean for the nothing? the avintia mm. and pramac teams well, yeah. ah, yeah, okay nothing because <laughs> they were talking about um like like Bastianini possibly coming up from Moto Two, and like Jorge Martin's supposed to be coming up as well. So no, Jorge Martin. Jorge Martin will arrive, and he's showing what he had should have shown before. Mm. But now he yeah. is uh -huh. strong. Okay, we have seen him a doing a fantastic thing. Yep. Look quickly. The worst situation <laughs> for a rider, the very worst situation for a rider, is when you are leading, and you see your gap like. 1.0 0 0.9 0 0.8 mm -hmm. this is yep. for a rider the worst situation he can get mm -hmm. in it's a pressure that nobody can imagine and he manages so well you know true yeah very he true. managed he well manage and, and he very, won that well, race yeah. they just stole that race from him yeah. but he won that race okay now going back to to ducati uh, in MotoGP. look uh, i think that uh, we have um, Jack Miller confirmed in the official factory team, right? Mm -hmm. Probably, probably the Pramac team will be Martin and Peko Banyaya. And if yep. what I was, uh, if we could give credit to my source, Jack would be alongside um, Jorge Lorenzo. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that leaves Zarco still in, in the Avintia team? I can imagine, yes. Possibly, yep. Sarko is doing yeah. very well, eh? Sarko is doing very well. And yeah. if this crazy move bringing back Lorenzo, which I think is absolutely crazy, Sarko could be a perfect option because he's riding very good and very fast. Wow. And on that bombshell, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I think it has been oh. it has been quite interesting and pushing, pushing, pushing. It's absolutely incredible. Andra, did you wanna did you wanna say some things before we I before do, we head and off? I I do need to stretch it out just a few minutes if I may. I've just wanted to give social media shout outs to Michael, my chiropractor. I was chatting to him the other day and we talk about F one and Moto three, uh, Moto GP and I'm like, Are you telling people to listen to the podcast? And he said, I listen to it. It's like, Oh my god, so I wanted to give him a shout out. <laughs> G'day, so Michael, I, the chiropractor. I was trying to shut up so we could crack my back because I'm like... Burr, 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 burr. Um, also want to give a shout out to <laughs> Sub and his son, Buddy, who's a huge KTM fan. That's his six-year-old son. I've seen some wow. awesome videos of him crank, cranking it out in the back paddock. They live near Melbourne. He Go the Orange Army. He posed a question to us that I did send to the group, but I know Manuel is very busy on weekends um, to do with something that was mentioned last week. Yeah, I'll hand that over to you, Stu. You can explain it because I'll probably get it wrong. Sure. So we spoke last week about uh, we we uh, we massacred Zarco last week. Cause it's it's fair to say, and we spoke last last week about him having form and and other things he'd done in the past. And Manuel and I spoke about an event of him reaching over to to grab another rider's brake lever during a race quite a while ago, back in two thousand and eleven, I think. Um, 
and then afterwards, yeah, as, as Andrew says, we received some uh, some mail that said, "Hey, wasn't that Romano Fanati?" Because that was the big one that that was uh, that was publicised. And I even started to doubt myself. I was like, "Hang on a minute, was it? Was I maybe getting it mixed up?" But no, of course, the boss, being the boss, knew exactly <laughs> what he was what he was talking about, and he sent us some video footage. So we might have be able to put it up to the gram later through the week. So. It was mm-hmm. uh, 4th of September, 2011. It was uh, Zarco versus uh, Nicole Tyrol at the San Marino Grand Prix, 125s. And just coming over the finish line, Zarco uh, came onto the straight first and Tyrol was slipstreaming him, came past him. And as they went to go over the over the finish line, Tyrol overtook him and Zarco reached out to uh, to try and grab either grab his lever or bang his bike or something he reached out in much <laughs> yeah. the same way that Fanati did it was uh, yeah it was weird it was just weird didn't so Fanati get did he get banned Fanati, after that Fanati is gone he was sacked instantly he lost his mm. ride for the following year as well yep. um, yeah Damn. and rightly so yeah. no this was different mm. this was uh, just uh, meters before the finish line yeah oh so that's yeah, okay Yep. No, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, that's it. okay then. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> but so. anyway, yes. Yeah, so, all right. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll send that through to Sub and we'll post it on social media so people can have a look. But again, cool. everyone, um, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple, on the interweb, on what other podcast platforms are there? I don't Everywhere. know. Everywhere. Everywhere there's a podcast. Your normal, yep. your favorite pod farm, you can find yep, us. But please Just... share, rate us, share us, tell your mates about us, message us. The list goes on. Please do. Engage with us. Give us five-star ratings uh, wherever you go. If you think we're worthy of five stars, if not, send us a message and tell me what oh, we can yes. do to improve. And we accept also check with a lot of zeros. That, that oh, we do. We do. The zeros after the number, not before the number. <laughs> I'll, 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 t- I'll take beer. I'm happy to be paid I in beer. beer. Okay. Indeed. And Manuel, where can, uh, where can they find all the latest MotoGP news? Like always, pesinogp.com. There, uh, the crime goes on. <laughs> Indeed, it does. <laughs> he continues to wonderful. poke his fingers in the in the rider in the rider's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so he sure does, and rightly so. So he should. He asks the difficult questions. So that's it for another week, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a couple of weeks off for, from the racing. So uh, yeah, the content next week will be slightly less frantic and maybe a little bit calmer. Who knows? Nah. Uh, but till then, you guys look after yourselves out there. Have a fantastic week. And stay upright, stay safe. Thank you. Ciao. Bye-bye. Adios, adios. Thanks, everyone. Bye. See ya. G'day, mate.